As you know, the letter to the Romans is one of the longest epistle of St. Paul. And so what we have today is that we already went through the halfway mark and there'll be one more week, one more week in which we'll be reflecting on St. Paul's letter to the Romans. The letter that was written to the Romans, as you know, St. Paul did not establish the community uh, in Rome, but he wanted to make sure that all the Christians were coming from various places, from various communities, uh, which many of them were established by St. Paul. They were coming uh, to Rome, and so St. Paul wanted to make sure that uh, the community in Rome would have the true faith, the gospel truly preached to them. And so this is what we have here before us. But if we look at the reading today from St. Paul, it's a continuation of yesterday's reading. St. Paul says, I speak the truth in Christ. I do not lie. My conscience joins with the Holy Spirit in bearing me witness that I have great sorrow and constant anguish in my heart. Why? Because he sees that his own people did not accept Christ. He sees his own countrymen, people of the covenant. Many of them do not, did not accept him. And so he speaks of this great anguish in his own heart because he wanted them, all of them, since they were the ones who were invited by God to a relationship. These are the children of Israel. Theirs is the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. Theirs is the our patriarchs, and from them, according to the flesh, is the, is the Lord Jesus. He is the one who is over all, and yet his own did not accept him. To his own he came, but his own did not accept him. Obviously, many did, but as a whole nation did not. And this is why St. Paul says today, I ask then, did God reject his people? Is this a rejection? Of course not. For I am too a child of Israel, a descendant of Abraham and the tribe of Benjamin. He says, I am also one of the people of God and I and many have accepted him have accepted Jesus, have accepted his love, his salvation. Because for St. Paul, Jesus is his life. For me, Christ is life. Rejection of him is the worst thing I can ever, ever have or be. So this is why he says, I am one of them. So has God rejected his people, the ones that he has foreknew, that he has chosen? No, he is not. He is not because the reason he does not is that he has loved them from the beginning. And at the end, he says, no, God's call is irrevocable. God will never deny that, that these people have embraced him. He called them and he followed him. The call of salvation, as long as they follow the Mosaic law, as, far as, as long as they have the faith, by which they came to know God through Abraham, that God will not deny them the salvation. But then St. Paul says, and as we say, okay, 
that God would not, God did not, will, does God reject his people? No, God will not reject them. But he says, but they, he did allow them to stumble. He allowed them to stumble because they will one day accept the Lord. They will accept the Messiah. But they have stumbled two years, 2,000 years ago, those who, who, um, who came to know him and yet did not accept him. To, to his own he came, but his own did not accept him. But St. Paul says further, and he's looking at this, and he's really trying to grasp how is it possible it is through their transgression, their stumbling, salvation has come to the Gentiles. As you know, Saint, Saint, Peter, Saint Paul said, if you do not wish to accept, then and he went beyond. He went beyond to the Hellenic world, the world, you know, present day Turkey and, and Greece and ultimately Rome and all the other places in the Middle East. They welcome. They welcome the Lord Jesus. But then the Lord says, but St. Paul says further, it is through their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles so as to make them jealous. Eventually, St. Paul believes that you see all those who follow Jesus and he's Jewish. He's a son of God, but he's also son of the people of God, of the covenant. Mary, we honor her. She's Jewish as well. She's a woman of the covenant. We see follow the Peters and Paul, not only Paul, but others. They're members of the, of the community of faith that God has invited. And so St. Paul says further, if their transgression, if their stumbling became the enrichment for the world, and if their diminished number is the enrichment for the Gentiles, how much more? Will there be when, when all the people of God wants, will accept him? Because there will be one day they will accept him. They will accept Jesus as their Messiah. And so, but, but then he turns to us. He says, he wants to us. He says, I do not want you, the people, the people of Rome, but all of us, all of us. I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery my brothers and sisters, so that you will not become wise in your own estimation. You know, that you, all of a sudden you're gonna be proud. Okay, the Lord rejected the others, but, but he accepted us. That means we have to be better than they are. And St. Paul says, no, we can't think that way because the hardening of the heart on the part of Israel will not be, no, won't be permanent, it's a, only temporary because the, the Deliverer will come out of Zion. We know the Deliverer, the Redeemer, the Redeemer, which is the Lord himself, will come from Zion and he will turn away godlessness from Jacob. And this, in my, and this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins, the promise to hold. And so in respect to the gospel, St. Paul says, the, the, uh, the descendants of the covenant are enemies on your account, but in respect to election, they are beloved because of the patriarch Abraham and their faith for the gifts and the call of God irrevocable. Sometimes, sometimes in our own families, how many members of our families kind of are indifferent to Jesus, indifferent to God, indifferent to his ways. But you know, God gave him the gift, the promise, 
that he made when they were baptized, that he, they become the, the body of Christ. They become incorporated into the body of Christ. We have to pray that one day they also may once again embrace, embrace the Lord, embrace his, his ways, embrace the gifts that he has come. God promises that whoever accepts him, whoever who believes in him, will not perish, will have life eternal. That's the promise that Jesus makes for all of us. So that's why we have to assist one another, remind each other, pray for another, you know, call upon them to say, you know, I know that I don't want to push you as a mother or father, especially because sometimes we can, we can, uh, you know, over, overdo it by, by, um, by, uh, by being too pushy, too aggressive. And yet at the same time, we have to say, I'm your mom, I'm your dad, I'm your brother, sister. I don't want you to not be saved. I don't want you to be separated from God. You know, I know I, I don't want to be a nag, but I love you. I love you so much that I don't want you to be separated for all eternity. And you see, this is, the, this is that, that, that invitation that we as, as people of God have to always help one another and say, forgive me for being a nag, but I, if, if you were to receive a million dollars and somebody is giving to you, I would love to say, this guy or this person or this, this woman is giving you this incredible gift. Zinkeri is giving you the gift. Why would you be upset with me if I told you that this person wants to give you something, but here is Jesus who wants to give us even more. He wants to give us eternal life. I mean, would, 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 would our you know, family members or neighbors be upset if we said, okay, why don't you accept this million dollars? I, I know, but I'm just saying this is a silly comparison. However, it is true because it makes sense, makes sense. And so, so that's why an invitation, like St. Paul says, the gifts of God are irrevocable, but we are to partake, we are to receive, we should, that we would we receive them the second aspect of today's reading is, is humility. Humility, how to embrace the gifts of God with a humble heart. St. Paul warns, warns the, uh, the Gentiles not to be haughty because they believe and, and they say we're better off than the people of God, the covenant. So you can't do this. It's the humility. And, and today's a very concrete parable, you know, Jesus goes to an invitation to a leading Pharisee. There's probably a lot of important people who are there and, you know, and he watches people taking better seats. Here in the States, we are usually better off. We just assign people to different at weddings. We assign them. So when we assign them, we don't have to worry about people not choosing the right place. It's usually the, the, you know, the groom or bride who together with her family or so they assign people where they should be. But, but in many places like Jesus speaks of this invitation, this general invitation, they don't know who's gonna be coming. So people will choose different places. And so the Lord says, you know, if you know, if you really wish to be of some importance, then don't kind of, you know, just run and get the best place because somebody else may be better. But, but there's something here that the Lord wants to teach. And he says to us, choose that which is, you know, not just lesser good because we're asked to receive the greatest goods, 
But when it comes in relationship to people, don't put yourself as being someone better, someone who, is, who has, in your own estimation, is, is of greater value. The Lord says, no, you know, let, allow someone else, someone else to, to acknowledge you, someone else to approve or acknowledge your, your importance, because otherwise you will leave shame-faced. I think the, the, the question of humility is that the Lord says that whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. And we were talking about in relationship to God because we are all brothers and sisters. We're all equal in the face of God's gift of life. We're all equal. And I think the, again, within the whole Christian message is service to others is that criteria by which we judge greatness, service to others. That when we become servants of others, then we are becoming greater. And that's the only criteria, which is the criteria ultimately of love. Love of one another, helping one another, assisting one another. Today we honor Our Lady, both pillar of faith, the one who believed. He also, she was, he embraced the mission that Christ has entrusted to her with, with humility. I am a handmaid of the Lord. I'm a servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. Our Lady being the, for us the motto of humility, of acceptance in faith, the will of God, acceptance and welcoming with, with the willing and open heart. The Lord introduced into her life a special plan and you know, but people also receive the will of God. God gives each one of us a special invitation <coughs> to follow the, the Father's will is the greatest gift that we can receive to ask him, help me to follow your will. Help me to know your will. Help me to be faithful to your will to the end because the, the, the God gave each one of us a special mission in life. And, and many times we want our own way. We want to do our own thing, disregarding even God's ways, God's commandments, because we want to attain. St. James says, because we, 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 uh, we have this drive inside of us, this lust, something we wish to have, something we wish to accomplish, something we wish to do. And it's not that, 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 that something may be you know, bad, but hopefully, and it always is God's will, because that's the greatest gift that we, that we can attain. So maybe then today, as we continue with this sacred liturgy, let's ask the Lord, one, is that we may realize that God's gifts are irrevocable, that he has chosen us, that he will remain faithful to us to the end, but we are to say yes to him. Number two is that we be humble to say yes to him under any condition, not, not, not trying to call the shots, but that we always will, will be men and women of prayer and acceptance in faith, his desires for us, that we may recognize those desires of God, his wishes for us, because we, as we know, his will is the greatest gift that we can receive. And finally, that we may ask Our Lady to assist us that's just as she said, yes, let it be done to me according to your word, that we may also do so in our life. Lord, 
Help us to do your will. Help us not to be afraid to do your will. Help us to overcome our own weaknesses, our, our moments of when we stumble and fall. Help us to overcome that, that we may attain that fullness of salvation, the promises which are true, that we may receive that fullness of life and happiness in the world to come. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.